You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Album Tunes, Here Before You Die. Step right up, come on in. If you'd like to take the grand tour of a lonely house that once was home, sweet home, I have nothing here to sell you, just some things that I will tell you, some things I know. To the bone Over there Sits the chair Alright, for this episode we'll be talking about George Jones, The Grand Tour. In the room I have Solange. Look at this, bed. <laughs> ben. <laughs> and John. Come on in. The Grand Tour. <laughs> Look is at it? this, bed. <laughs> The Grand Tour is an album by American country music uh, artist George Jones, released in 1974 as his fifth album for Epic Records. The producer was Billy Shrill, and the genre is country. And I'm going to read from the book, George Durablu. The Grand Tour is one of the main reasons that George Jones has been dubbed the grandfather of country music. This is a glorious and uninterrupted stream of well-crafted jewels. Jones' troubled marriage to fellow country music legend Tammy Wynette was to end in divorce the following year, and their personal problems are a complement to the songs of love and heartbreak. The strength and polished feel of the album owes much to Jones' collaboration with producer Billy Sherrill. The opening song, The Grand Tour, is an outstanding example of what a great country song can do. A vibrant string section, warm and colorful guitars, and a vocal outpouring of heartache delivered with incredible feeling by Jones. Wynette's future husband, George Ritchie, was a co-writer on the song. The Grand Tour <laughs> has honest songs superbly produced and arranged and sung by one of country music's finest vocalists. All right, what do we think of The Grand Tour <laughs> by like George a, Jones? All, Grand Tour of Sadness. <laughs> I, I'm disappointed that the write-up missed the opportunity to say his troubled marriage with Tammy Wynette ended in D-I-V-O-R-C-E. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I love that the first song is basically like, come, step right up. And then he like takes you through his house and yeah. he's like, look at this picture. Look at this chair. This is where she said she didn't love me no more. Look at this car. She keyed it too. That sounds exactly like it. I think the, the Grand Tour, the song, is such a... That that is that is a classic. That's a so way to good. start an album. Oh so yeah, good. it's amazing. It's it's a way to start an album. It's a way to start a song. Just like yeah. that, they like kicking it off with that hook. Yeah, you know. Well, it really prepares you for the rest of the album, which is just like it goes back and forth from like why'd she leave me to we're back together. My <laughs> <baby> <laughs> you don't know shit. We're happy together. <laughs> and he's like he's like Mary. Don't get around it anymore, which I wrote, get it, Mary. 
<laughs> well, but then he's like, well, I'm banging this other married lady yeah, and I love her. <laughs> It's like, George, you okay, buddy? Yeah, I'll believe any lie she tells me because I'm getting laid. <laughs> I'll miss my wife. I'll, I'll say this. George Jones is a classic, mm-hmm. and he has one of the most iconic voices in country music, and I like George Jones. This album coming into our listening queue in 1974 felt kind of out of the blue for me. Uh, this style of music and this... Just this type of production and this flavor of country and western music, although I'm into it, it feels stale for 1974. I, I for wrote me. the exact same thing. I was like, "This sounds like a throwback," and this is traditional country music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this is yeah. You're right. It's like iconic in a in a way, but it does feel like that almost like a bygone country era, which is kind of cool that he's like sticking to it. But at the same time, it's like. You're just. This is. This you, feels like something. But there's that, people that are previous. always gonna buy that. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like this think, is always gonna be popular. Do you think that this album without the title track would be revered as such a classic as uh, at least that what I've been reading builds it up to be? It's a real solid. Yeah. I mean, it's a really solid album. What about? There's a lot of songs on I, here. I would if I you would have like. told me, it just played it for me and said like, what year did this come out? I would have been. Like 64, 65, yeah. somewhere yeah. around the same time as Tiger by the Tail. Yeah. You know, like. But you say taken off Grand Tour, but like you forget about, like to me, what is a classic song that I didn't realize was a George Jones song is uh, if she doesn't love, if she's not the one with the one she loves, she'll love the one she's with, which I feel like is a super classic country song. Do you think that he wrote that song when Stephen Stills took his wife? Because if you can't be with the one you love, yeah. love the one you're with. I think so. <laughs> it's like the two sides no, of that it, same it, coin. It, it's country music, so clearly it's autobiographical. I mean, it's, come on. It's like, country music, so it's about Stephen Stills. Yeah. <laughs> I did want to point out the thing that you said about his voice is very, I mean, when I started listening to this, I was like, Right, because I had listened to George Jones before, and I was, mm-hmm. I'm a fan of George Jones. I'm like, I forgot that it's like when you think of country music, it's George Jones you're thinking about. Like when you think of like the sentimental, like folksy stuff, you're thinking of um, James, oh, Taylor. James Taylor. Yeah. yeah, when you think of that kind of music, you're thinking you usually have a voice or a certain mm-hmm. like rhythm in your head. And when I think of country music, in it, it's post. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hank Williams, it's yeah. George Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I uh, I know I bring this up a lot, but like for me, it's like I think of exactly like every time I think of country music, this is who I think of is George Jones, and I think of the exact pedal steel guitar riffs that he uses in this because like whoever he has playing it is like holy shit, so good, like really amazing at playing the pedal steel, which is not an easy instrument to master. And I've heard a lot of pedal steel in my life and on this podcast, yeah. and uh, <laughs> this is some of the finest examples of pedal steel like second to somebody like bob wills yeah, to me in are, my opinion at least these are national i mean these are players mm-hmm. oh yeah they just get in there and they do this every day mm-hmm. you can tell yeah it's yeah to perfection <laughs> it's it is i i don't know a lot about recording and mixing but this is like a really just well-made album like i i was kind of blown away at like the quality not not just like the songwriting and shit like that but like the quality of it it felt it felt 
good in my ears to listen to. And part of that, too, goes back to what we were saying about it being an older style. It's like by that time, you get the Nashville sound. You Mm -hmm. got this, like, beautiful string arrangements. And they've perfected that now. Mm -hmm. I mean, especially since it's, you know, a little 10 years too late or something. (laughs) You know, like, you've gotten this countrypolitan sound of, like, beautiful vocals and now it's everything's completely polished well, from what i read about uh billy Sherrill, uh Cheryl, the the producer that was kind of his thing yeah. was that polished layered countrypolitan sound and he'd been working with george jones less than successfully for a while trying to hit the right balance of polish and and true blue country and apparently this is where where they hit that balance yeah, because George Jones had, hadn't had a, a hit album for what, eight years or so, and unlike his wife, who had Tammy, had nine yeah. number one, <laughs> yeah, she was crushing it. So he was probably yeah. feeling a little less than. He was like, She's gonna leave me <laughs> <laughs> for the guy that also wrote the grand tour with me. I, uh, yeah, ah! but not immediately. <laughs> she, but had not a, immediately. she had a husband in between. <laughs> I want to point out we're listening to the Weatherman right now, uh, which I. Wrote like as soon as this song came on, I wrote down "Hell Yeah," and then uh, I didn't write down "Hell Yeah, Hell Sad" like I had another song on this album. <laughs> but I wrote "Hell Yeah." Oh wait, no, the lyrics because <laughs> yeah. that's like George Jones is like great at like rocking it out and like crushing it and being like "Hell Yeah," I could honk tonk to this like uh like we were talking about uh, in the bottle last time with uh Gil Scott Heron and it's like I'm gonna funk out to this and you're like wait 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 <laughs> wait. <laughs> The, weather, yeah. the Weatherman was what most reminded me of, like, the Buck Owens Bakerfield yeah. sound. Yeah. Side Bakersfield two, track smell. one. Yeah. Oh, hey, there, bit, that's where you put the banger. It's, it's a yeah. bit like, uh, yeah, he, he's got a, it's just like a good mix of those ballads and honky tonk. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I had a hard time sort of, like, critiquing or sort of, like, deep diving because I'm like, yeah, it's country. You, I feel like this album is, you're either going to be on one side or you're going to be on the other side. Yeah, I don't haunts. feel like there's a lot of like splitting mm-hmm. or decision making. It's like you either like country music and this is country music or you're, you don't. I would say this is a great like gateway to yeah. country music mm-hmm. for someone. Like if, for they, sure. if you're like, I don't know if I actually do like country music. Cause for me, it, it was very hard to get into country music, even though my parents like Western music. They don't, I wouldn't say they like country. My dad likes country, but like my mom like likes Bob Wills. Yeah. Like they love, like my mom and my dad love Bob Wills. My dad likes country music. My mom likes what she calls quote, Western music, which I think is really more like Bakersfield sound. Yeah. But yeah. Um, like, if you don't know if you like country music, I would say that this album is a great way to decide: do you like country music, and not like Hollywood country that we have now? Like, this that. is undeniably country mm-hmm. with a capital C. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, and it's yeah. and it's definitely got that Nashville honky tonk sound, which is probably the most approachable sound that you can mm-hmm. get. I'm so glad to have you back within these arms of mine. I can finally close my eyes and get some rest. Never once did I think of finding someone Cause there's nothing better once you've had the best 
got the honky tonka. It's also got that Nashville countrypolitan. It's mm-hmm. Yeah, it's polished. I was gonna say we covered Merle Haggard, and I was surprised at that album because it's it was like very loose. It felt a lot more mm-hmm. loose because he was with his his band. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't just like the Nashville guns, the Nashville right. guns, he was, the he players. Was, who, he was fighting against the Nashville feel. Yeah, I exactly. Mean, man, what happened to this music? You know, like I feel like you get like Orville Peck. There's another band I mean, out of Canada that's really Sturgill cool. Sturgill Simpsons yeah. trying to replicate this thing. But it's like you don't get. A lot of this in it. Yeah, what I think is Sergio Simpson from Kentucky. Yeah. He's yeah, because my co- my coworker went to go see him at Rupp Arena and he was like was really excited. Yeah. yeah. My yeah, co my coworker here. went to go see yeah. him. But it's like you got Orville Memorial Peck. You got him and then there's another band out of um Canada called the Bobby Tenderloin Experience. You got Stapleton. But mm-hmm. I just feel like the thing that like really dominates the airwaves is stuff no. like like you it's, it's not gonna be this yeah i know and that, but that's the thing is like where did this go you know it's, pop pop music consumed a lot of this stuff yeah right like yeah it everyone's trying to i don't know there's just there's something real honest about this music and mm-hmm. i feel like pop music doesn't have a lot of honesty it's it's or it's it, or it it's so it has, surface yeah it, it has it becomes that when it's when it uh when other people deem it to be when it has like a grassroots sort of idea of like oh this is the new thing when people deem that to to rise up um but on the surface like people are just going to go with like a glossy sort of like pop music i feel like yeah i mean it's just it's so sad because um and i don't want to diminish like the artistry of some of those some of the people that like big and rich or uh keith urban or or like some of those session musicians that you know that they like rely on to like make the musicality of this but it just really to me diminishes a like beautiful art form that is just you it you have a hard time finding it nowadays, yeah. and when you do, it's like people struggling to get by. Although Orville looks like he's doing real, real well for himself. <laughs> the at this good point. thing though is there's so right. much of this that there's no reason to you know always be wanting something new when there's so many artists that have done it that I haven't listened to all yeah. those albums. I can go back and at least yeah. I can experience. I mean, we're like in a amazing period that i can get on spotify and dig mm-hmm. dig deep into mm-hmm. all these different artists that's how so. i got into that's how yeah. i got into country music myself is i started out with you know i wanted to list i got into fallout new vegas i loved the music on fallout new <laughs> vegas and my dad's like it's a gateway and i told my dad about it. he's like if you like that check this out and then i just started finding shit you know yeah that's great who wants to tell a George Jones story because there's so unfortunately many. rob's not here i think rob has <laughs> the best ones uh, I, 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 I didn't research any specific George Jones stories. Do you want to tell the, I, the one about... Oh, I, I mean, I, don't, I looked for it. I don't think it's actually true. I, I'd heard... No, oh. just tell it like it is. Tell it like it is. <laughs> tell it like it should be. So George Jones uh, had notorious problems with a variety of substances. Yeah. Uh, oh, the possum? Oh, possum. Oh, possum had problems. Possum <laughs> Well, you know, can't can't get that fix off them ticks. (laughs) Where's George Jones from originally? Uh, And he didn't know what kind of nickname possible. Well, I think he spent Uh, a good... He's from Texas. Yeah, but once he made it to Nashville, he didn't leave. Yeah. I mean, I think he he had had his own bar there for a while. What? uh, Yeah, the uh, Possum Junction, I think, or something. (laughs) Quick aside, I like that George Jones always sings like he's got his teeth clenched. (laughs) Well, he does. He's working through some things. He does. He's upset. (laughs) (laughs) I was going to say, do you think he's always like singing to some that he he knows who who jaded him in the front row? He's like, (laughs) I love you. 
you. <laughs> <laughs> I think he arranges that. He's like, put, <laughs> put Tammy. <laughs> put and center. Right there. She's busy. I said put Tammy. <laughs> He's got a picture of her. Oh. <laughs> I'll put your picture. <laughs> I'm sorry. The picture's on the table. I believe yeah. we all know that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what were you going to say? Oh, uh, this is a story which I could not find any proof for, but I'm just going to say it's true. Sure. So, uh, there's a, uh, we're not going to fact check an auditorium <laughs> in Tennessee called the Ryman, uh, that has a door that goes straight into an alleyway that, uh, leads out to a couple of bars and George Jones would notoriously either a not show up or B once he showed up would just disappear. <gasps> and so supposedly so cool. they built a second doorway, <laughs> Uh, to confuse him <laughs> so that he would get trapped between the first doorway and the second doll doorway. And by the time he'd gone through the first door, they had enough time to wrangle him and bring him back. <laughs> That's how you trap a possum. <laughs> Have a heart. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll bring up the other story. So in 1967, he had been uh, admitted to a neurological hospital to seek treatment for his drinking. He, I mean... I think his father was an alcoholic. Yeah, his father was an alcoholic. Did he also seek treatment for her memory? Yeah. Because that's what's really going to kill him. Uh, his father, he had a, actually a really hard childhood. His father would like wake him up w- with his drinking buddies and make him sing. Uh, and was abusive to his mother. Um, wow. So yeah, he had, and a lot of people said, well, that's actually where he got, you, you would think he would want to reject singing and the sort of uh, performing for people because his father was abusive like that, but I guess it just kind of like instigated it, something rose out of him that maybe it made him feel he worked through some things. But in 1967, he went through like extremes to drink, and so his wife would hide his keys so he could not go to the buy liquor eight miles away. Uh, but. <laughs> He looked in the garage, and guess what? There's a lawnmower there. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he, gr- he gets on the lawnmower, and he drives down. Isn't that a David Lynch movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the straight story. Yeah. Yep. Inspired by George <laughs> Jones' <laughs> chronic alcoholism. It seemed like you could walk to a liquor store faster than you could no, walk. No, the, the closest one was eight miles. Yeah. yeah. But the lawnmower had a top speed of 10 miles an hour. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's, that's faster get, than a human plus, walking. you don't get tired. You don't get tired. Yeah. 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 And that's so. a two-hour drive if you really need and it. And a 10-mile-per-hour lawnmower is pretty, 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 pretty yeah. quick. Yeah. yeah. But it happened multiple times, and I think that was it the second time he went yeah. to the bar <laughs> on the lawnmower, and he's like, what do you say? Well, no, he's, he's, on, he's at the bar on the lawnmower, <laughs> and I think his wife is driving home or whatever and sees the lawnmower in the parking lot <laughs> by the bar and pulls in to go get him and as soon as she comes in the door he's like see there's my little wife I told you she'd come get me <laughs> oh Look at this lawnmower. Uh, that's right. Andrew uh, Mueller of Uncut compared this album to the We Small Hours. Yeah. It is as, a comeback. It's like a, a show well in a showcase of just late night sad bastard drinking music. <laughs> He said uh, it, it was an exultant wallow in heartbreak, and he said that George Jones performed like an inmate on suicide watch. Oh, oh wow! Well, I mean, it is it is kind of pressure, you know. Like he's talking happy, about though. the it's grand tour. Well, well, right now we're listening at- to our 
Oh, Mary, don't go around. Yeah, yeah that one's sad. It, well, he starts. Get he starts it. it with the grand tour, saying like, you know, look around this house where she left me. Oh, that took sad. the baby. It's brutal. Yeah, and then it ends sad. with our private life, and our private life is kind of a talk about hey. Tabloids stay the fuck out of our business, you know. He wrote that one with Tammy, right? But oh. it's but their relationships fall apart, and then it did. <laughs> so here's a question for you guys: with all these like songs about heartbreak that George is writing, I, okay, I'm I'm not trying to critique him as a man like I do everybody else in this uh, project, but you think George, old George, kind of lays the blame a little bit on. The uh, the lady. Let's oh yeah, George is like a piece that. of shit. Oh, yeah, but, yeah. But, but can you, just a little bit can like you look critique him as did. a possum. Yeah, as a possum <laughs> award winning. Yeah, uh, change, yeah. Oh, best best possum to be, be married best, to. Best, <laughs> I don't know about best possum to be married to. Best possum, <laughs> most resourceful possum with his mm. lawnmower. Um, but it's just like you know, I hear old George be like, "She left me, and I I'm mean, a burger. I feel like that's a lot of country. I mean, country is blues, yeah. and blues is like the human experience of, like, love and heartbreak, right? Okay, what I'm saying is this old George is not out here like, uh, I messed up. Well, he's the, like, these, he's oh, like this these songs are, like, literally autobiographical. Like, he, he was married when he wrote The Grand Tour. Yeah. About a guy that's not married. It's true. <laughs> I was... Maybe I was, he's just having a psychic deja vu. Well, he know? had been married previously. Well, he did have a writing person of the guy that was bird-dogging his wife. Yeah. yeah. Writing he's George, like, the guy that was like, bird-dogging his wife. Is, George he, like, Ritchie. gets this song, and he's like, whoa, 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 this song's pretty depressing. He goes, yeah, it will be. I mean, yeah, it sure is. <laughs> I, I did like the song, uh, She Told Me So, which is, which is... Which is, like, really interesting for country, because it's like... She told me it's fine. I think she's stepping out with this guy, but I'm going to trust her. Like, that's... Well, I don't think that's really how... It... You think he's also being like... Well, no, I mean, I think the I'm way... so in love. Yes, like, exactly, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly, yeah. Eight don't follow seven, yeah. It do. It do. <laughs> See, he's trying to say, he's trying to say, people say it don't be like it is, but it do. But he's so in love, anything she tells him, he's going to believe. Okay. I mean, that's, it's kind of like the, you know... Uh, Beachfront property in Arizona song, <laughs> you know, um, it's like, oh, if you believe that, you'll believe this shit too. <laughs> like, yeah. It is interesting in that it, it plays like when you read it straight, it yeah. does sound like, oh, she's not, she's not doing that. She says it's true. Well, I think that it, it just, I, I thought it, it showed a different side of like country music. Just be like, I, I trust her. But then the chorus comes in. Yeah. 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 It's, it's the line it's that true. Ben referenced. Yeah, yeah. If you believe that, then eight don't follow seven. Yeah. Yeah, which it do. Yeah, it do. Or when she came home this morning, she told me so. life was always like out of control he was married married several times 
Obviously, in the late 70s, he got on the cocaine. Hell yeah. <laughs> like so, you do in the late 70s. Like you do. Yeah, who did? I can't drink anymore. Here, try this cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> well, his, his manager, Suge uh, Baggett, uh, introduced him to cocaine <laughs> because he thought he was too tired to perform. Uh, George, also, cocaine, uh, cocaine, George. Also, should, should be noted, when I was introduced by a friend to George Jones, they referred to him as No-Show Jones oh, because yep, yep. he would not show up to... Uh, his performances. He became famous. He was like one of the most famous people to either not show up or show up way intoxicated. Yep. Him wow. and Cat Power. Well, Cat Power just leaves. Oh, yeah. I, know. <laughs> I saw that Cat Power show. We all saw that I've Cat seen, Power I've show. I've seen one of them at least. Wait, what? Oh, yeah. Cat, Cat Power, Power just, she just bails in the middle of shows. Really? Uh, the show I saw, we'll probably get to Cat Power later, but the show I saw, she... She was playing music and her band was playing and all of a sudden she like her band, her drummer basically just walked off stage and then she was like, oh, and then she like walked behind the drum set and started playing drums. That's how how you save a show. And she's not a drummer. And then then there's no one singing. So it was just her awkwardly playing drums. No, it's an indie now. Oh, okay. It was years ago, but I've heard from other people that's like yeah. that how that's how the show. So there are other artists goes. that are prepare, you know, per- perpetuating the. Uh, or you go see the Bob. Style. You go see Bob Dylan, who's clearly dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I saw the Violent Femmes uh, uh, do that once, but it almost made me feel like it was planned. So um, I, it was my first show. I was 13. I saw him in Fort Wayne, Indiana at X-Fest, put on by 96.3 The X. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> was this like yeah. 1994? Is that why there was a egregious like use of X? It was, I believe it was literally 1994. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Violent Femmes were on stage because they had just had a resurgence in popularity because Blister and the Sun was on the Reality Bites soundtrack, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Even though it came out in 1980. Uh, Wait, what? I thought it was like at 88. Blister in the Sun is on their self-titled oh, it's debut. so early. Yeah. <laughs> 80. 80. Like, we'll get to it soon. Like, my, yeah, sister we'll get to it. Is <laughs> not, my sister was like not even in high school. I don't know how old your sister is. <laughs> but that song came out in 80. <laughs> I'm like, my mind is like completely blown. So, so yeah. at, at, at this point, they're, they're cranky uh, middle-aged dudes playing to a group of teenagers who only know that one song and are yeah. being disrespectful. Yeah. And, you know, they're throwing plastic water bottles around. And one whizzes uh, on the stage and Gordon Gano uh, stops the song. And he's like, we have already been paid. And if one more water bottle flies up on this show, on this stage, then this show is... And at that point, another one goes up on stage and whizzes right past his head. And he's like, okay, that's it. And then all three members of the band reach behind themselves and they put out these plastic toy saxophones and just blare them into the microphones for like five minutes and then just walk off the stage. <laughs> what an incredible show. They're like, why did they have those saxophones? Just in case. Just in case. Like, keep God. that fang on them. <laughs> it was my first show and, and it was great. I loved it. That's a wonderful uh, introduction. I'm a Violet Femmes fan to this day. Why? Don't blame you. Don't blame you. I would have loved it. How amazing. Uh, George Jones had more than 150 hits, Damn. both as a solo artist and duets with other artists. Damn. He was actually like one, renowned for being like having duets with Tammy or otherwise. Otherwise, too. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that was really interesting because he's got a very 
a distinct voice. So his Absolutely. his voice just you know he is the voice. He is kind of the Sinatra mm-hmm. of country music. I would say. Yeah. Everybody else has that a little bit of like a nasal, or they have a little. Uh, uh, but George has the teeth thing. He does, but what about like Charlie Rich. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Or, or, what or about Buck like, Owens. Or, or Night, those, Nightlife. Or, or Ray Price. Yeah. Ray Price. Is I mean, prob- these are, these actually, are, Ray so Price is smooth. probably the synopsis. A, yeah. a lot of those are the voices, but yeah. I, I agree with Burst that yeah. George Jones' voice, especially with modern country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. George, modern country, like from 1974? <laughs> well, 1965 to 1974. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that modern. <laughs> that modern. That modern. Not okay. post-modern. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think Christgau called him like, Honky Tonk's greatest honky. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. And that's an apt uh, moniker. I mean, that's, that's it. That, yeah. That's a great review from Christ. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Big positive. Okay. Like, I mean, like I was saying, I don't think we actually recorded this part for my notes on this. I wrote hell yeah, like four times <laughs> uh, for various songs, but it's like, I even also just kind of stopped. Ta- it was hard for me to take notes. Cause I was just like, really into this album. I was just, like, enjoying the shit out of it. And finally, I just, like, stopped taking it. I was like, I fucking know how I feel about this. And I, like, <laughs> it was great. I, I enjoyed it. Like, whoever's playing Pedal Steel, that person ne- deserves a medal because they're the American hero for their Pedal Steel <laughs> plan. But, yeah. Nice. Slaps, honks, you don't know country music, you should listen to this, and then you'll know if you do or not. I'm going to give this album a positive, but it's not a resounding positive for me. <gasps> mm. I'm giving this album a positive because I really like George Jones. I really like country music in general, and I think this album was really well-crafted, and I like that it's represented. I still feel that in 1974, we should be at a different place. Like, I I, I feel that this album, I'm so glad that it rejuvenated his career for him, and the Grand Tour is a stone-cold classic track. You cannot fuck with that track. But I've been hearing over the past, like... Like uh, years of uh, music that we've covered, people just r- really pushing the envelope and really going places and finding new boundaries and breaking rules. And this album just feels like it hasn't really innovated in the last ten years. That being said, it, it it's it's so solid, and I can't give it a negative. Yeah. Uh, and I do enjoy it musically. I'll, I'll I'll probably continue to listen to it. So I'm gonna give it a positive. But I want it to be more impressed in 1974. Yeah. I'm going to give it a positive, uh, but again, it's not, I'm going to agree with Ben, it's not 100% out the box uh, positive. But that's more for me just feeling the way that I do probably about country music and it not being uh, a change or a, do, a new take on it. I do feel like the Grand Tour, I can't harken back to songs that I've heard in country music before that have that same sort of twist, you know? I mean, it, it is a little novel. It's kind of bringing you into the the singer's world and presenting uh, presenting a, a, a like a mental framework for you. And then you know the rug's gonna get pulled out. You know it's gonna get pulled out. And then he finally does it. And you're like, oh, God. I'm a baby. <laughs> yeah. right. So I mean, in country music, they're usually a little bit more upfront with the the gut punch. You yeah. know, like it's not it's not a delayed gut punch. Yeah. But then since the grand tour, I feel like there's many other songs and many other artists that follow with like, Oh, well, this is a good trick. Let's, let's do this one. (laughs) And I really appreciate that. So for that, I appreciate what he's doing for the genre, but you're right. Most of the songs on here isn't, aren't anything new. Yeah. So 
Yeah, positive, but, you know, I could do without. Yeah, I'm I'm on the positive. I kind of feel what you guys are feeling, though. It's it's a bit weird to have a, a 74 album and it's like, oh, that's kind of the same thing that we've been uh, we've been listening to for the past, you know, 20 years or so. so. But at the same time, it's done so well. And George Jones, I mean, it, I feel like a lot of times this book will just be like, well, let's pick like the album that this artist, like we're going to have jo- George Jones in here no matter what. So let's pick the album that we feel like uh, best represents them. And I feel like this is a pretty good album to, sure, to yeah. represent mm-hmm. George Jones. So yeah, I'm into it. Yeah, it feels like, like I said before, I feel like you're you're either going to listen to this and you're going to be like, yeah, cool, slaps. Or you're going to be like, eh, yeah. not into country music. <laughs> so. And then you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next time we'll be talking about Gene Clark, no other. All right, thanks, y'all. Oh.